Good afternoon, Central Park Baptist Church. Good afternoon to you all. How are we doing this afternoon? Doing okay? Hey, man, if you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn three, two, one. Hymn three, two, one. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we. What a mighty God we. What a mighty God we Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for this opportunity we have to gather in your house, Lord. And I'm thankful for, for uh, the good services you gave us this morning. I pray, God, that you'd be with pastors who preach us this afternoon, fill them with your spirit, and uh, be with the choir now as we sing. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. And if you're able to remain standing, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 475. Hymn 475, Make Me a Blessing. Him four seven five, him four seventy five. Sing along. Uh, out in the highways and byways of life, many are weary and sad. Carry the sunshine where darkness is rife, sorrowing glad. Make me. A blessing, make me a blessing out of my life. Out of my life. May Jesus shine. May Jesus shine. Make me a blessing, oh Savior, I pray. Make me a blessing to someone. Tell the sweet story of Christ and his love. Tell of his power to forgive. Others will trust him if open to prove. Through every moment you live. Make me a blessing. Make me a blessing. Out of my life. May Jesus shine. Make me a blessing. Oh, say your I pray. Make me a blessing to someone today. Give as twas given to you in your need. Love as the master loved you. Be to the helpless a helper indeed. Unto your mission be true. Make me a blessing. Make me a blessing. Out. May Jesus shine. May Jesus shine. Make me a blessing, oh Savior, I pray. Make me a blessing to someone today. Amen. Y'all pray for the choir. We're going to sing. And I've practiced them pretty hard today with some pretty high stuff, but 
We're going to sing. They, they do such a good job. We're going to sing anyway. Amen. Amen. All right. Just a man from Galilee. Some have said a carpenter, but that's all they could see. Some have said he was a good man, a teacher of the law, performing many miracles, but that was all they saw. Some have even dared to curse and take his name in vain. Some have spoken blasphemy, and all that is profane. They couldn't see the Son of God, Savior for mankind. But there's a name they cannot touch, and someday they will
world right now don't say much about the Lord, but one of these days, they're not going to say anything. They're just going to bow at his feet. Amen. Let's all stand on this next hymn, if you would, please. Hold the fort, hymn number 574. Hey, man. Him 574, him 574. Sing along. Hold my comrades. See the signal waving in the sky. Reinforcements now appearing. Victory is mine. Hold the fort. For I am coming, Jesus signals to wave the answer, wave the answer back to heaven. By thy grace we will see the mighty host advancing, Satan leading on. Mighty men around us falling, courage almost gone. Hold the fort, for I am coming, Jesus signals still. Wave the answer back to heaven, by thy grace we will. See the glorious banner waving, hear the trumpet blow. In our leader's name we triumph over every foe. Hold the fort, for I am coming, Jesus signals still. Wave the answer back to heaven, by thy grace we will. Fierce and long the battle rages, but... Our help is near. Onward comes our great commander. Cheer, my comrades, cheer. Rah, rah, rah. Hold the fort, for I am coming. Jesus, sit now still. Wave the answer. Wave the answer back to heaven. By thy grace we will. Amen and amen. It's born again, children of God. We just got to hold the fort. Amen. And, but you know, one of these days when that roll is called up yonder, if you're saved, we'll be there. Amen. Amen. Oh, but before that roll is called up yonder, we're going to have announcements and then we get that roll is going to be called up yonder. Amen. Amen. You may be seated at this time. Thank I'm you for coming. We're just a little out of whack with the choir special in there. Amen. And they did a wonderful job, didn't they? Good job, choir, this morning and this afternoon. Very, very impressive. Let's, uh, let's go over some of our announcements. If you didn't get a bulletin, you'll need to get one. There's a lot of announcements that we don't announce that are still in our bulletins. Amen. But don't forget, tomorrow evening at 645, our men's and ladies' prayer, I'm sorry, Bible studies, men's, prayer, men's Bible study, women's Bible study, they meet separately, amen, in the same building. They eat together most of the time, and so <laughs> that'll be tomorrow night at 645, and you do not have to be a member of Central Park Baptist Church to go to the Bible studies, amen? Then don't forget, this Saturday is our yard sale. This Saturday is our yard sale. Uh, it's this weekend, so I want to encourage you, if you haven't signed up to help, we need help cleaning up, and so if you can do that, that would be a, a, a real wonderful thing. We, were we able to get a hold of a company to help us clean up when we're done? Not yet. We're working on trying to get somebody to take what's ever left. Amen. Uh, and so, uh, um, but we need help to clean that up. And we need to have everything that's going to be in the sale here by Wednesday. We need to get it all priced on the tables, laid out. And so please make sure it's here by Wednesday. Don't forget our, our missions conference is coming up. Uh, it's coming soon. It'll be on the 12th through the 16th. It's a wonderful, exciting time. 
if you've never been to a missions conference, what it is is we talk about what goes on in the mission field. You're going to see videos that missionaries have put together about their field, where they're at, and how they've gone into areas that sometimes are, are a little dangerous for, for us to live in. Sometimes it's where the gospel message hasn't gone in a very long time. Uh, and you learn about what it's like a little bit on the foreign field and then what they're doing and why they're going and how God has uh, spoken to their heart and life about that. So I want to encourage you to be here for that every night. That's Wednesday the 12th through Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we are on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then Saturday, soul winning at, at 9.30 in the morning. Then Sunday, service to wrap it up. And so it's a faith promise uh, missions program. If you have not received or picked up some of the booklets and materials, they're out there in the foyer. And I want to encourage you to make sure you get a copy of everything so you understand what's going on. Amen. has all the times, all the speakers. If you have a question, those book, the booklet will answer it for you. Amen. Thank you for coming and welcome to Central Park. Next Sunday, if the Lord allows the message I thought about preaching today, I'm going to preach it next week. And it goes along with our, our theme for, I mean, yeah, no, next Sunday. What was that? Huh? Was it barn burn? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I've already, I, you know, it, uh, I really like it. I mean, it's, um, it's uh, not a new one, and, but it's one I think the Lord let me preach. But it has to do with stay the course. And, uh, and if the Lord allows, we're going to use this same theme throughout the year uh, for next year. Uh, because I'm telling you, we need to be encouraged to stay the course uh, in today's day and age. And so I want to encourage you. Let me, let's please do, let's do our very best to have everyone. Let's start praying today for those that are sick, uh, not feeling well, that they'll be back and ready to go, uh, ready to be here next Sunday and, and be here uh, for next Sunday morning's message. So, and I, I think it's something that will challenge each of us and, and uh, help us as well so please don't forget about that and, and then also Wednesday night we're in the book of Daniel and uh, I've enjoyed that we're about to uh, get to the place where uh, Daniel's through with Belshazzar or God's through with Belshazzar so uh, let me encourage you to be here uh, Wednesday night uh, for that as well um, seemed like there was something else uh, don't, uh, men, don't forget tomorrow night, be here early and open the door for the ladies, okay? Amen, Amen. that's important. Amen, yeah, because if they're willing to carry the food, we need to be willing to open the door. Amen, all right. Well, let's have a good offering, amen? Okay, Brother Aaron, looks like you're the man, okay? So uh, let's have a good offering, and may the Lord bless you as you give. Father, help us, Lord. Uh, God, I pray that as we near uh, the end of our year, Lord, uh, for our missions, Lord, and also for uh, the fiscal year of Central Park, help us, Lord, to stay the course in our giving. Help us, God, to be remain faithful to you. Uh, Lord, it's not about, uh, Lord, us, or it's not about what we give. It's just about obedience, and I pray, God, that you'd help us to do that as a church. And so, Lord, bless this offering. We pray that you'd bless the gift and the giver in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. <clears throat> you know I got Guess what hymn we're going to do next, Central Park Baptist Church? 435. When the roll is called up yonder, will you be there? So if you're able to rest upon your feet and join us in uh, hymn 435 afterwards, please briefly greet each other as we prepare for this afternoon's special, okay? Hymn 435. Oh, when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more And the morning breaks eternal bright and fair 
When the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. And Christ shall rise, and the glory of his resurrection share. When his chosen ones shall gather to their home beyond the skies, and the roll is called of yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder. Let us labor for the master from the dauntless setting sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. Then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done, and the roll is called of yonder, I'll be there. at this time. Oh, what a moment when I can remember 
Titus chapter 2. Who's in here? There you go. That's in the T books. If you go to Philemon or Hebrew, you went too far. All right. I like that T book. That's Brother Shelton's. I, I stole that from him, but that's a good way to remember. Amen. Titus chapter 2. We'll begin reading verse 1. We'll just. In fact, we'll just read the whole chapter, okay? Just 15 verses. Found your place, say amen. amen. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient uh, to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. That, that's things that all of us ought to do so that God doesn't take the brunt of it. Uh, young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to most men. Oh, some men. Just men. Oh. Huh. So I guess that if somebody's not saved then and they rejected Christ, they don't have an excuse. That, that's really what it's saying. Um. Again, let me go back. I, I, I forgot where I was at now. Oh, yeah, verse 11. That they may adorn the doctrine of God uh, our Savior in all things. For the grace of God hath that it bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness, worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Father, help us, Lord. And I pray, God, that you'd speak through me, Lord, and I'll stay out of your way. And, and uh, God, I'm thankful that, Lord... Uh, you do have a name that's above every other name. And one of these days, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that you're Lord and Savior and God of all. And I'm thankful for that. Lord, I'm thankful that, Lord, when the roll is called up yonder, I'm thankful I'll be there. And I pray, God, that you'd help us as a people to be soul conscious, Lord. And, uh, Lord, help us to just talk to people about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Um. It looks like that in this old world that we're living in, I mean, <clears throat> that it's gone completely crazy, bonkers, mad with sin. Um, and it seems like that, uh, now I'm just, now say it seems like uh, that it's made a lot of the promises of the Lord's return look like they're not going to happen. It seems like. Because if you look in Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 4, they, it says, where is the promise of his coming? Yes, yes. I can just hear the world right now. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to Brother Shelton yesterday. 
and you know, I'm, my wife and I were talking about this the other day, uh, but I, I really think that um, when the Lord comes and the rapture takes place, you know, we've often wondered um, how that the world is going to, um, you know, explain us away, and we've come up with all kinds of theories and things of that nature. But honestly, after looking at the climate of the world and the way things are going nowadays, you know what I think? They don't care. I think that when the rapture takes place, it's going to be a good riddance. Man, I'm just glad that they are gone. Amen? Uh, I don't think they're going to really try to explain us away. Now, this is my opinion. This is whiteology, okay? Uh, I, I don't think they're going to try to explain us away, honestly. I do not. I mean, uh, and the reason I think that is because after I, I thought about that, I thought, you know, uh, people are going to see the Lord Jesus Christ reign from the throne of David for a thousand years in right. Jerusalem, and, right. then, and they're still going to reject him. Yeah. They're going to know he's the Messiah. Right. He's going to rule with a rod of iron. And, I mean, they're going to see him. They're going to know he's the Messiah. But they're, after it's over, they're still going to reject him. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, after a thousand years. Now, it might be, you know, questionable if you think about it, maybe ten years. Somebody might think, well, I still have my doubts about this, you know. But after a thousand, and they'll reject him. Um, and And so that's why I think that today that they're just going to... You know, they think that we're a blight anyway. Uh, they're losing all this tax money because of this church sits here on this property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. I mean, so they're going to be glad that we're gone. And they say, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Uh, this is the way the world thinks. It's a humanistic viewpoint. But the sad thing is, a lot of Christians have, have fallen into that same way of thinking. Uh, if you look back in First or in Second Peter chapter three and verse one, Peter says, "I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance." Now those words, pure minds, there that, that those two words they mean to have a clear, pure unmixed, uncontaminated, focused, and concentrated thinking. Well, when was the last time you thought about the things of God with a pure mind? And I say that or ask that question simply because the devil has done a job today on people's thought process. I mean, our thought process is not pure, it is not uncontaminated, and it's certainly not focused most of the time. Uh, when it comes to the Bible, uh, uh, there's no place for the opinions and philosophies of men. Uh, that means if we do that, we've contaminated the Word of God. We, we haven't thought on the things of God with a pure mind. I, I can't even begin to count the times I've had somebody say this to me. Well, Pastor, I just don't believe the way you do. It's not about the way I believe. Can I tell Listen, it's not about what I think. I've had people th tell me, well, you think, or I, 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 don't, I, I think this. Listen, it's not about what I think. Uh, it's about this authority. Our, everything that we do, our bylaws even state that this book, the King James Bible, is our final authority in all matters, in everything that we do. And it ought to be our final authority in our lives, too. Not what I think or what you think, but simply what the Word of God says. Um, I mean, it's not about what you or I believe about Scripture. It's about the Word of God. There's no place to interject our ideas or our philosophies into the Word of God. Uh, there, there's no place in here where it says, fill in the blank. Okay? Not a, I mean, I mean, I write all in my Bible, but listen, it's already been settled in heaven, amen? It's already been filled out. Uh, the only blank that you and I can fill out is the, uh, our place in the Lamb's Book of Life with, uh, with our name. Uh, and we put our name there, or we fill that blank in simply by trusting the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. So the Word of God must be our final authority. When you read the 
the first two verses of Second Peter, and we're going to get back to Titus here in a minute, you find unity in Scripture. You see the prophets of the Old Testament and the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, the preaching and teaching of the apostles. They're all tied together, and all of them have equal footing. Can, and we can all say amen. amen. The reality is this, that it doesn't matter what people say or think about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ either. Uh, listen, his return is still on the schedule. It, I mean, uh, people don't think today, they think back to First Peter, or Second Peter 3 and verse 4, where's the promise of his coming? Listen, is he really going to come? Is what he said really true? You know, I mean, after all, things have got, they've all remained the same. I mean, things, you know, the, the 24 hours a day, you know, seven days a week, 365 days a year, it's all been pretty much the same. We're just going to die, I think, and, and we're all going to turn back to dust. And it, it's all just something that was written. Now, listen, the Lord's return is still on the schedule. And what people think is not going to change God's schedule. Luke chapter 21 and verse 28. It says, And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Listen, I'm telling you, the looking around today, the Lord's coming is um, imminent. In other words, it could happen at any moment. Uh, you know, we need to sing that song again. It could happen. I was thinking about that again. The Millers sang that. Not, we used to sing that a long time ago. Uh, but listen, the coming of the Lord could happen at any moment. And we, as we read here in Titus chapter 2 and verse 13, uh, I want you to notice what it says again. It says, looking for that blessed hope. And because of this, listen, we can have confidence in his return. Listen, I don't know about you, but I don't have much confidence in the old things of this old world. I certainly don't have confidence in the leadership of this old world, no matter what level it's on. Uh, but don't listen, uh, you start trying to put confidence in something or if you begin to look around today, you get pretty skeptical about stuff. Uh, I mean, everything, you, we question it. But Paul here speaks with confidence about the one event that makes all the difference, and that's the Lord's return. And Paul shows us his confidence by using the word hope. Look again in verse 13. And we're going to look at all these words, but he says... He says, looking for that blessed, what's that word? Hope. Listen, I'm telling you, if you're not we've got to understand what's going on here. That Paul, is, he is confident in the Lord's return. And he, he uses a word, and, uh, the word of hope. And, <coughs> pardon me, and the doctrine and teaching of the Lord's return brings inspiration. It brings encouragement to the church. It brings those who, encouragement to those who are saved regardless of our circumstances. Listen, we're all going through stuff. Amen. I mean, uh, I don't know how many people I've had in the last two days talk, that's talking about how they've, they have fallen. We've talked about, I mean, think uh, Miss Susie, she fell the other day. Uh, Brother Aaron fell, broke his arm. And uh, Brother uh, Brandon fell out of the ceiling yesterday evening and, and banged himself up. And, and I mean, but listen, not only are people falling physically, but there are people falling spiritually and uh, because of circumstances that go on in our life. But, but the thing that we see here that Paul is trying to teach us is about the hope of the Lord's coming, and he's writing here with confidence. And while he's writing this letter, we need to understand that he is in prison while he's writing it. And being where he's at, his circumstances has not changed his perspective one bit. He still writes and says, looking for that blessed hope. Now watch, it is a definite hope. That word hope here doesn't mean some type of wistful thinking. It doesn't talk about a mere probability or, or something that may or may not take place. It's just the opposite. It's something that is certain. It's something that has been given to us by God himself. And Paul is certain of the event. And he is anticipating the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, and because we are saved, it can bring delight to our hearts. It can be a delightful hope. 
Now the confidence that Paul felt that, that we too can feel, watch, is, is confidence and hope in the Lord's return. But that word hope means joy. It, not, it doesn't mean happenstance or, or happiness because Brother Shelton's giving me $100 and I'm happy about it. I mean, I'm waiting for him to make me happy. And if he don't give it, give me a hundred dollars. I'm just the circumstances are just going to mess me up. I'm going to. I may not even be able to finish my sermon. He's still not going to break it out. You know what? That's the way a lot of people look at hope. It's they think that that joy is something that I'm happy because of circumstances. Listen, I don't know about you, but it's hard sometimes to get through a day and be happy all day long. Because listen, why? Because the devil don't like for a child of God to be happy. He wants to throw in some circumstances on you every once in a while that'll just, that'll just bring you down and rob you, watch, of the joy that God wants you to have. But that word hope here, watch, it's the same word that's used in the Sermon on the Mount, and it's the word blessed, and it means joy regardless of what takes place of circumstances in our life. And listen, when we think about the Lord's return, it can make us joy-filled no matter what we might be going through. Amen. Amen. Listen, joy, but watch, is only limited to those who are saved. People who are lost cannot have joy. And I might take that a little step further. Christians who are out of the will of God can't have joy. Amen. Because it's a hope that comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. It can also be what I've called a dividend hope. In other words, that word hope also involves prosperity. Now, I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel that you hear nowadays. You know, and we talked about that the other day. If you give $500 and I'm, I'll tear off a piece of, of, of my handkerchief that I've got in my pocket. And I'll give it to you and you'll be blessed. Now, wait a minute. That's not it at all. Listen, but this prosperity, it, listen, there are some material prosperity, uh, you know, involved in doing the will of Almighty God. But we're talking here about a spiritual prosperity. The Lord's return will bring great prosperity to the righteous, to the redeemed, to those who are His children. But listen, materially speaking, we won't care. I mean, who cares about it when we're, we've got a brand new body? And I'm not talk, even talking about the mansion that is promised. I'm not talking about uh, the streets of gold that we're going to be walking on. I, I'm, listen, I'm not talking about a, a glorified body. Listen, I'm talking about uh, the, the, the prosperity that we have simply because we're in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Listen, that's what this is speaking of in today. We can have hope and we can have happiness today because the Lord said, listen, uh, that He will return. It's still on His schedule. It's a dividend hope. Notice uh, something else. Uh, the decree of the, hope, uh, of the hope that we're given. It's, by that I mean the character, okay? Uh, the character of this hope of the return of Christ is greatly enhanced by the fact that it's been decreed by God Himself. Look in Mark chapter 13 and verse 31. Now watch, this hope is not based on imagination. It's not based on what someone thinks about nirvana or, you know, some place where we're all going to go one day. Listen, this hope is based on the Word of God Himself. Listen, I'm talking about the, the written Word, but we've got to remember where this came from. Right, right. This Word came from the very mouth of God Himself. Right. Uh, it's been authored by the Holy Spirit of God. And if we look in Mark 13, 31, it says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. This makes the word, watch, the greatest foundation for any hope that we might have that's, listen, that's founded upon the word of Almighty God. Listen, a lot of other people today are just deceivers. I mean, we certainly can't trust the media today to tell you the truth. I mean, neither can we trust the, uh, the word of a man. Right. Not like we can trust the word of God. But we can trust God's word because his word is truth from the beginning to the end. And if he has promised, listen, that he will return, then guess what? He is going to come back. Why? Because he gave us his word on the matter. 
It's been said that one of every 25 verses in the New Testament talk about the second coming of the Lord. One in 25. It's also been said that in the Old Testament there are eight verses about the second coming to every one verse concerning the first coming. Now that's pretty interesting. Now you may deny the truth of His return, and people do, but you can't deny the fact that the Bible teaches about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a lot of people that deny that He's coming, but listen, we've got to go back to the authority of the Word of Almighty God and God's Word said that He is going to come back. Amen. Not only does it say He is, but if you look in John chapter 14 and verse 3, watch this, you can't have a more firm foundation than the very words of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And in John chapter 14 and verse 3, the Lord said, I didn't say it. No, somebody else didn't come along and say He said it. You know, that's hearsay. But we can go to the Word of God and we can read. Listen, it's in red. He said it. He said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there ye may be also. He said, I will come back. Amen. You can't have a more sure word or a better promise than that right there because the Lord said it Himself. Amen. In Matthew 24, Jesus taught his disciples about his second coming. Then at his ascension, watch the angels, if you look in Acts chapter 1 and verse 11. At his ascension, the angels carrying the message of God, they reaffirmed the message of Christ's return. And they said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing into the heaven? This same Jesus that is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go up into heaven. Listen, the, the angel said he's coming. Not only did Jesus come along, the angels came along and said, Hey, listen, I know Jesus said, but I'm here to let you know he's coming back. Don't stand here just looking around and wondering about him coming back. Listen, I'm telling you, he is coming back. Amen. Listen, and because, listen, it has been a divine decree that he's coming back. So this hope, my hope, your hope, our hope, in Jesus' return is based on the foundation of the Word of God. Uh, It's a desirable hope. Look again in verse 13. Paul says, looking. Now that word looking talks about uh, the desire for this hope. In other words, it means to receive to oneself to admit, to give access to oneself. It goes on to mean to welcome the person looked for and, uh, and expected. You know, have you ever been looking for, I mean, we look for stuff all the time. I, you know, you, you, you go into a room and you forget why you went in there. You know, and you just walk around a minute and I, my wife asks, what are you doing? I, I don't know, but I'm looking for something. You know, um, you know, but listen, I'm, I'm anticipating finding what I'm looking for. Amen. I want to find it. I'm looking for it. I'm expecting to find it. Well, listen, that's the way it ought to be about the Lord Jesus Christ. Every morning we wake up, we ought to be in in anticipation of His coming, of His return. But there's a lot of people today that, that don't do that. They're not looking for His coming. I mean, again, watch, it means to welcome the person looked for and expected. Now, I don't look for, uh, you know, trials to come. I'm not out here going, man, I'm looking for that suffering. I, I, I misplaced that. I need to find it. I'm looking for that trial. I'm looking for, no, wait a minute. I, I'm not going to go out looking for trouble. Amen. Trouble will find you sooner or later. Listen, I, and, and by the way, trials and suffering is not eagerly welcomed. Amen. Nobody talks about enthusiastically anticipating some problem in life. Even if they know that the trial, listen, we do know as Christians that Romans tells us that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are the calling, uh, called according to His purpose. I mean, I know that trials are, are God's going to work it out to my good for His glory, but I'm still not going to go looking for it. Even though I know that. But watch, the return of the Lord is different. It's accepted readily by the children of God. We ought to be looking for His return. And the only reason we do not, that's because we're not in the will of God. 
We can be looking for him. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm looking for him. And, you know, we're walking. We're looking. Oh, oh wait, wait. Wait, Lord, we can't come back yet. We got to do the, the announcements. Amen. I mean, we got to do this. We got to uh, listen. We we can't do that. I'm looking for his return. I'm not I, I, I'm not thinking, man, I hope he don't come back today because there's something I want to do or I'm not going to come back today because I'm not in his will. And and, you know, and I, there's still some things I want to do in life. I still want to have some fun. I still want to sow my wild oats. I still want listen, No, wait a minute. I want him to come. Yeah. I'm looking for him. I'm, I'm welcoming him. I'm expecting him any day. Yes, sir. That's good preaching. But it only comes because you're um, in the will of God. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, listen, it's not a trial. It's a triumph. Uh, but as we talked about earlier, the return of Christ is not something that the unsaved desire. And I, li- listen, they're not interested in seeing the Lord Jesus Christ any more than a criminal is is looking for a policeman. Right, right, right. Right. Amen? Mm-hmm. I mean, but listen, we ought to be looking for the return. Wish for him to re- return. And we need to live such a godly life that we're always looking for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, listen, I mean, God's good to me and he's good to my family, but you know what? This is all just wood, hay, and stubble. I mean, uh, 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 one tornado can blow it over, rip it to pieces, and cause you all kinds of, of, um, you know, I don't know, all kinds of stuff in your head. But you know what? The Lord just showed me it's it's just a house. I mean, he's making me a mansion. I mean, where... Um, moth can't corrupt. Thieves can't break in and steal. Amen. Rust won't bother it. Listen, it fashioned by the hands of the Lord God himself. He said, listen, he said, I go and prepare a place for you. That means he's, he made it himself. Amen. It don't get any better than that. The master builder has made me a mansion. Amen. I'm looking forward to moving in one day and I'm looking for his return. But watch. We can also anticipate, look, look what the Bible says, his glorious appearing. You see, the first coming wasn't too glorious. I mean, it was filled with scorn, mocking, a cross. But his next return is going to be a glorious appearing. Um, I'm, I mean, listen, I think there's going to be a lot of Christians who are going to be sad because of uh, the Lord's return. It's going to catch a bunch of people off guard. But we don't have to be caught off guard. If we get caught off guard on the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, listen, you know what? It's our own fault. He told us he's, he told us he's coming. The angels even said he's coming. He said, yeah, but preacher, where is this, where is this coming? For things remain. No, wait, be careful. That's the old world trying to, trying to sell you a bill of goods. He's coming. And it's going to be a glorious appearing. Watch, of who? Our, I like this, our great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. That word great comes from the Greek word megas. It's where we get our English word megaphone, megalopolis, megabuck, megabyte, megacycle, megahit, and, and the list goes on and on. But listen, you know what? God, that, God used it as a, a, a great God. He's a mega God. Listen, he's an awesome God. He, listen, he's our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the God that we serve. Amen. And listen, I'm looking forward to his glorious appearing. But notice he, he's our Savior. That means deliverer, preserver, one who saves from danger and destruction. Listen, I'm telling you, uh, the tribulation period is going to be one of danger and destruction. And we have been saved from the wrath to come. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to go through any part of it. Not the first three good years or the last or the first three and a half or the last three and a half. He's going to rapture me out of here. Praise the Lord. Why? He is going to preserve me from the things that this whole world is going to go through because they rejected him. So I'm looking forward to his coming. He's my deliverer. He brings me into a state that means a state of prosperity and happiness. Only Jesus can do that. First Corinthians 3.11, it says, For other foundation can no man lay 
than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Well, where do we get our salvation from? Notice it says in, in, in verse 13 again, you've got to get all of these words. It says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the, of, uh, of the great God and our Savior, Jesus. Yep. That's important. The last thing that is said about Christ in our text is that he is the Messiah. Every time you read about the word Christ in the Bible, you are reading about him being Messiah. Every time. Listen, it's not, the, the name Christ is not just another, another synonym tacked on the name of Jesus. Watch, it is an important designation which in its meaning speaks of the Messiahship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There's a lot of people today looking for the Lord Jesus Christ, but I'm telling you, he's been here once. They, did, they crucified him, but he is coming again, and he is Messiah. That word Christ, it literally means anointed one. Amen. Watch it. The king of Israel is the one who is entitled to wear the royal crown of the seat of David. It's Jesus Christ who is coming back, whose return is the great inspiration of the saints of God. Listen, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ is why I continue to do what I do every single day. It's the reason I get up in the morning. It's the reason I read my Bible in the morning every day. He's the reason why I read it during the day. He's the reason why I tell people about him when I see them and have an opportunity. Why? Because he is the Messiah. And if they do not understand that or if they do not receive him as Savior, listen, they will not go to heaven. You only get to go one way. Not the way of the folks down the street. You only get there through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not through the baptismal waters, although that is important. It brings us into obedience with the Lord Jesus Christ. But baptism does not save. Amen. It's simply by the blood of Jesus Christ. And that Christ, he and he alone is entitled to have the, the title of Messiah. And because of that, he's my inspiration. I'm glad I'm saved. Um, I'm glad I'm, I'm even glad I'm an independent fundamental King James premillennial Baptist. Amen. Um, listen, but I'm anticipating his coming. Paul said, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He's in prison. And he's still anticipating and looking for the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm looking for it. Are you? I mean, are you looking? Do you get up in the morning? Are you more ready to go to work than you are to see his return? Not me. I'm, I'm ready to see him come. Even so, Lord, come. Father, help us. And I pray, God, that you'd help us to... Uh, be as Paul looking for, help us to anticipate, Lord, our Savior, our Messiah, our preserver, our deliverer. Uh, God, I pray that you'd help us to look for. And the only way that we can really uh, sincerely be looking for and anticipating his return is if that we are right with you. And so, Lord, help us. God, the whole world, sure, it, it's robbed us of our focus the world robs us of our um, pure minds. And I pray, God, that you'd strengthen us in our thought process and help us, Lord, to put on the mind of Christ every day. And, Lord, help us to, uh, Lord, just stay in your word that we might be anticipating your return. It's, you're coming. The angels of God even said you're coming. And so, Lord, I pray that we'll be ready to meet you at your coming. Lord, I pray that, God, that if there's someone here that just needs to come and talk to you, Lord, about that, I pray that they'll come. But whatever the need might be, I pray that your hand will be upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. While we stand and while Brother Shelton leads us in a verse of invitation, that the Lord speak into your heart. Jesus.